Have you noticed so much business and marketing content out there is so abstract and airy-fairy? Like what they're saying sounds good, but what do you actually need to do? That's where the Good Marketing, Good Business podcast comes in. This is where I share practical strategies to help you grow your service-based business. And in case we haven't met yet, I'm Shannon Stone, award-winning business and marketing consultant. And for the last decade or so, I've been diving in deep with small business owners, helping them to make more sales and get more done in less time. And today's episode is no different. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. Today we're talking about what you can do when someone needs to think about it. So I'm imagining your sales calls, you're having this sales conversation, you've gone through all of it, and then they're not quite a yes, they're not quite a no, and they do want to think about it. This is perfectly okay, and it happens for lots of different reasons. The main one in your control is addressing all their unanswered questions. And that is often, is this product or service or this program actually the right fit for me? Am I going to get results out of this? The investment and the pricing. And sometimes they want to talk to someone else, either in their business or in their life. And so working through all of those are things that you can work on on your end. Now, I think it's perfectly okay if someone wants to think about it. And that is number one that I have for you here today. Let people think about it, but let them think about it once you've done all the work you need to do on that conversation to make sure you address, is it a good fit for them? Address, are they going to get results with it? Address the investment. So give people all the information they need because people can't think about things they don't know the answers to. So you need to make sure you do what you can do on your end so that when people are thinking about it, they are already equipped with all the information they need. So number one is that it is okay for people to think about it. Just know that you have equipped them with all the information to think through so that when they come back to you and tell you how they can come back to you, they can have an informed decision in the time frame that suits them. Okay, so number one is to let them think about it. Now, again, we're still on the sales call here. Just imagine we've just stepped into a sales call of yours. Tip number two is to always, always, always schedule a follow-up call with that person. So if someone wants to think about it, that is perfectly okay. I would just say to them, that's perfectly okay. Would love for you to think about it. Let's schedule a follow-up call when suits you. And I always suggest that people ask when suits you rather than saying, let's have a follow-up call. Is tomorrow okay? because it helps to gauge or it helps that person to feel like they've got enough time to think about it. You're not pushing them, which I think is the worst sales tactic, pushing someone into making a decision. And you'll most often find they only want a couple of days, maybe a week max to think about it. And remember, you know, you're in business just like everyone else is in business and they might be talking to other people as well, other service providers which deserves its whole podcast episode in itself, but them talking to other people is perfectly okay as well. If you do all the right things on your end, it's very likely they're going to come back to you and choose your services. Just don't push them because I think that's one way to push people away. So always schedule a follow-up call, ask them when would suit you and schedule in that call. Now, 
Imagine you've now hung up the call. You know, you, you've wrapped things up, really looking forward to chatting. If you've got any questions, do reach out. They might say, could you please send me X, Y, and Z, send off X, Y, and Z, but you wrap up that call. That is done. Now, between today's call that you've had and that follow-up call, do you know what happens with people, especially if they're really considering moving forward with you? They are looking at your stuff in most cases, with a fine-tooth comb. They're deciding if they want to work with you. And so if you know this, now you do if you didn't, what do they need to see from you in order to move ahead and work with you? So think about the individual. Think about this specific person who you will be following up with and they're thinking about it. Do they need to see certain results from you? Do they need to see clients that are just like them? Do they need to hear about your story? What? Uh, it may not just be one thing, it could be multiple things. But between now and when you have that follow-up call, I would be publishing strategic content that is focused on that specific person because they're probably going to be seeing any of your new content that's popping up, seeing any of your stories. We can't change anything in the past, but what we can do is publish some great content now. So make sure whatever you do between now and when you talk to them next, you are producing content with them in mind. So you're in this in-between phase where they're thinking about it, but you know you've got a call with them. So what do they need to see from you to help them to make that decision? Maybe it's one piece of content. Maybe it's multiple pieces of content. That is up to you to decide. I would say the more the merrier, especially in this high sales activity moment where it's very likely, especially if it's a high value client that I'm assuming you really, really do want to work with. Now is the time to just put that little bit more effort into your content production and share a little bit more with the right type of content. So that is number three, making sure that you're posting strategic content in this in-between phase, in between up until you've got that follow-up call with them. Once you've done that or that you might do, you know, you might do that straight after that sales call. You might create some content and just schedule it then and there, or you might just do it continuously day by day until you've got that call with that person. Now, whichever way you approach it, number four is that you just continue on with business and you just keep actively producing leads in your business. So we want to hope for the best. We want to hope that this person actually does sign up to you and works with you, but we're planning for the worst. And the worst would be this person says no, and you're not betting all your cards on this client signing up. They're not the only client out there for you. So you need to continue on with business, keep actively producing leads or keep on doing your marketing because worst case scenario is this person just doesn't sign up with you. And so if you put all your cards into they will sign up, which I hope they do, that is the best plan. That's the best scenario, but we want to plan for the worst. So continue on with business, continue on with your marketing. I think it's a great way of detaching as well, detaching from the outcome. So that is number four, continue on with business and keep actively producing leads. All right. Number five that I have for you today is when you get to the follow-up call. So the couple of days have passed and now you're back to having this conversation with the person. I just want you to treat this like a normal conversation. So you might 
you know, hop onto Zoom or hop onto the phone with that person, have a bit of chit chat. How was your weekend? How was this? How was that type of thing? But then getting into the call, you might say something like, well, I'd love to pick up with where we left off. Love to know where you got to. I know you wanted to have a think about it. And you basically want to say something to that effect because you want to basically gauge where they're at. Because two things, some people might just go straight into a full sales conversation here that is not necessary. And the most important thing is to find out, well, what decision did they come up with? If they're a yes, then you just treat it as a yes and you, I don't know, however you want to do it, congratulate them. Awesome. I think that's a great decision. Can't wait to work together, blah, 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 whatever the thing is. Then you go from a yes into your onboarding and whatever that looks like. If it's a no, you know, you ask them, where'd you get to? I know you wanted to have a think about it. If it's a no or they're not sure or they had a couple questions, now you know where to go with the conversation. So straight up, you have that bit of chit chat in the beginning. And then the second part to it is I'd love to pick up with where we left off. Would love to know where you got to. I know you wanted to have a think about it. They say, yes, I'd really love to do this, but I'm not sure about this. Cool. That is what you need to work with them on, talk them on, talk through all of that with. So you have to be prepared that this may be a full sales conversation again. Now, I obviously don't know your complete relationship with sales at this stage. That is the downside of me sharing this in silo and you listening on the receiving end. But this call, this second follow-up call may be a full sales conversation again. So just be prepared that you may need to address some questions they have or some uncertainties they have, but just know it's all perfectly okay. So if they're not sure about it or, you know, they're not sure about if it's a fit for them or they're not sure about the investment, if it's about the investment, but the program or the service is a great fit for them, do listen to the episode all around presenting payment plans because that could be a great way for you to still convert them and be a little bit flexible on the payment plan front. But imagine or just be prepared that that may be a full sales conversation, but you'll find out within seconds right at the start of the call whether, you know, which way it's going to go and then you can address it either way. Now, worst case scenario from this follow-up call, which would be your second call, is that they still want to think about it or they're still not sure. And that is also okay. So in that case, I would just schedule another follow-up call to say, yeah, that's totally fine. I'd love for you to think about it. Like whatever words and dialogue is appropriate for you is what I would use. But if they want to think about it or for whatever reason, they still haven't yet come to a decision and you've provided all the information needed, if you're happy to have another call with them, then I would schedule another follow-up call. Because if you were to do a third follow-up call, it might be a 10-minute call. If that, is that worth it? I think so. But if you left it in the court of, okay, well, just send me an email with which way you want to go. I just don't think that's the best way to go if you were to put it in that scenario to say, okay, well, just email me which way you want to go. It's not the way I work with people. It's not, 
I am more of a high touch personalized service, just like most of, well, really all of my service-based clients are like that. And I imagine you're probably a lot like that as well, where you do want to provide that high level of service and having an additional call with someone who is a great potential client, hopefully a new client of yours, it's worth extending the invitation to having another call with them. Now, whatever way you feel is a fit in your business, if you're just like, no, I have one call and that's it, that's up to you. There's no right or wrong. This is just the way that I like to do things. So that follow-up call, so you had that first call. The second one is a follow-up call, just a normal conversation. And usually you will find that people will come to a decision based on that call. Now, if it's a no, if they ultimately say no, that's probably a different podcast episode altogether, but that is okay. If it's a no, I would just keep in touch with them. I never burn bridges with anyone or say pe- to people, you know, just because it's a no doesn't mean they hate you. <laughs> um, it's just a no. And so you can keep in touch with them. Maybe you you just don't know everything that's going on in people's world. So for whatever reason, it's not going ahead. Don't burn the bridge. Just keep in touch with them. If it's a yes, amazing, you will go ahead and onboard them. If they're still not sure, you can do another follow-up call. All right, the last step I wanted to share with you is around no-shows. So people just not coming to the call altogether. And I had to think about this. I've actually never, ever in eight years had a no-show. Touch wood, it never happens. But I think a big part of that is because of how people book the call to begin with and because of the personalized high-touch service that is provided the whole way through the client journey, even though they're not a client yet. So I will suggest that you listen to episode seven and eight, where I talk about how to use Calendly to book more sales calls. We also talk about the foundations of booking calls in those episodes. So definitely check it out, episode seven and eight. And this will be the last tip that I have for you, number seven. You really treat this whole sales process as a regular sales process in your business and you explore all avenues. So the ideal is that you have a sales call One sales call, they say yes, and that's it. You onboard them and continue on. But what happens when they want to think about it? You need to explore what happens there. What happens when they say no? You also need to explore what happens there. So you need to explore all different scenarios and use this sales process as a natural thing in your business. And Again, I don't know where you're at with your sales process downside of me recording this in silo without personally talking to you. But if you don't have any of this or some of this, you've got some of it in place and some of it you don't, just add in what you're missing. If you don't have a follow-up process in place, but you know everyone gets those people that want to think about it, how would you do this now moving forward? document it, map it out. If it's a yes, if it's a no, if it's a not sure, got to follow up, map out all the different scenarios. Okay. That brings me to the action steps. Action step number one is to plan out your sales process, including the follow-up so that it's a natural thing. So when someone's just like I said, you know, all the different scenarios, what happens? Because I think when people feel that it's natural when they want to think about it and you're like, that's perfectly fine. We can schedule a follow-up call. I think they feel more inclined to doing that follow-up call. Whereas if you're like wondering what to do or 
you're not really sure. It's like, oh, but I thought they would say yes. You might, I think a little bit of friction might start to arise on that call. So when you map out the these logical things, the sales process from all different angles, it's just very natural. And so someone naturally is like, yes, I will happily do that follow-up call. Yes, I'm definitely going along. It's just a normal part of your process in your business. That's action step number one, to plan out your sales process or update your sales process, I should say as well. Number two is your in-between phase content. So if someone does have a follow-up call scheduled with you, make sure you do produce that in-between strategic content focused on that specific person. What do they need to hear from you in order to hopefully say yes? Now, that's just a quick little strategic thing you can do. might be straight off that call. You sit and think, okay, what were their biggest hesitations or what is it that I feel like that they really need to see from me in order to actually say yes and continue to work with me? So that's the type of content that you want to be producing because it's very likely until they have that follow-up call, they're looking at you like a hawk. They're going through your content with a fine-tooth comb. We can't change anything you've published in the past, but you can do something right now when they're a very hot lead. So that is number two, that in-between content. Number three is to go and listen to episode seven and eight, where I talk about how you can use Calendly to book more sales calls. You could also listen to episode number nine, which is where I talk about presenting payment plans the right way. That would be perfect. So go on a binge, even if you've listened to it already, episode seven and eight of a Calendly, episode nine is for payment plans. Payment plans, I find you often come up with people who are more likely to have a follow-up call because part of the hesitation is, I really want to work with this person. This is such a good fit for me, but I just can't do the investment side of things. And where possible, and this is not making people pay who can't afford to pay, but where it is right, being a little bit flexible on the payment side of things can help you to increase the number of conversions and number of people that end up working with you. So listen to episode seven, eight, and nine. Okay, that is what I have for you today. When someone needs to think about it, if this is not something you're currently experiencing, if and when it happens to happen again, Come back and listen to this episode and fill in the blanks of anything that you haven't integrated into your business after listening to this episode the first time. So listen to it now. You've done that. Now go through and do the action steps, plan out your sales process, improve your sales process. And if and when someone needs to, or when you have your next sales call, I would say, come back and listen to this so that you are prepared and you are ready to make sure that you sign up those amazing clients who really, really do want to work with you. That's what I have for you today. I hope you found this useful and I'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening. If you found this episode useful, I'd love for you to send it to a friend. The best podcasts I have found have all been recommended to me. If you can spread the word by sharing this episode, I can spend more time helping you by creating episodes just like this one. Send it, text it, tell somebody about it, whatever you need to do. The more you spread the word, the more I can focus on creating needle-moving episodes to help you and your friends. 